This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. All right. So I read the stars. I figured out why we are the way that we are. Okay. Because obviously this is totally 100% real. It's science. <laughs> Just kidding. But astrology is fun to look at, but obviously it's not indicative of everything in the world. But so we had two Sagittariuses. It's uh, Jorge and Travis. Yeah. Um, because you guys are, birthdays are very close to each other. So Sagittariuses are known for being optimistic, Uh-oh. dang against Travis. <laughs> uh, but Jorge, I believe you, you're pretty optimistic. Very. Yeah. yeah. So lovers of freedom. I think that applies. Yep. Hilarious. I think you guys are very funny, fair-minded, honest, and, and intellectual. So I think that kind of matches. Besides optimism for Travis. Yeah, I, I'll take the other ones. I, I I'm not. I, I, I wish I was. <laughs> like, but I'm I'm just I'm just not. Okay, so Scorpio. This oh, is why Jesus. maybe when people see Scorpios, they're like, "Ooh, you're Scorpio." Oh, Interesting. God. Every time. Every, what's your <laughs> horoscope? My uh, Scorpio. Oh Ooh. Jesus! I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Get away All from right. me. Oh. So they are known for their ruthlessness, Ooh. and they are Ooh. single-minded in the pursuit of their objectives. Ooh. And uh, they sorry. don't see limitations in their own life. So they believe that they can achieve everything that they put their mind to, no limitations, and that they kind of are single-minded in their pursuit of that. And I think that you are someone who, not single-minded in their pursuit of things, but you pursue Al, you dreams. seem like someone who stabbed somebody in the back. This no, is perfect for you. But I think that you are someone who pursues yeah. your objectives in life, and you are kind of like very much- Goal-oriented. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's a much how, nicer way to say that. That's where you are right now. You know, that's why you are <laughs> where you are. Um, and then for me, you? Geminis are playful, intellectually curious, but they juggle, juggle a lot of variety of passions in their life, uh, and they have a twin personality. So essentially there's two versions of a Gemini you get, because they're known as the twins. Okay. So that there's a-, there's a uh, you get two people when you are with a Gemini. So like kind of good mood, bad mood situation? Yeah, good oh, okay. mood, bad mood. Okay. Um, uh, outgoing uh, and uh, ba- introspective. Or okay. Whatever. So yeah. there's a lot of dual personality. That's pretty close for you. Yes. I think that we all are kind of-ish who we are. But Gemini women especially are hard to... You know, be around a lot, a lot of time, which is why, again, I'm, I'm you know, I might be single. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's really into this? Laura. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Like she's she knows the Chinese horoscopes, the Damn. regular horoscopes. Oh yeah, yeah. and the year of the rat is mine. Yeah, so she's 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 got the whole she's all in on this. Okay, okay. well we're gonna need to talk to her and yeah. see if the yeah uh, the Laura Chinese call in if you want. All right, that's uh, I also found out during because we have our whole research crew right at the uh, during the breaks. Um, the reason why you should not break <laughs> pasta. Oh okay. Oh, is that it's supposed to wrap around your fork. That's how long pasta is supposed to be eaten. You rotate your fork, and it should be long enough to both stick to itself and get entangled in a way that it doesn't slip off or let sauce drip from it. There is no chemical difference of you cook it this way, that way. It's simply because of that. And this is literally the title of the article is, Why Don't Italians Break Long Pasta Before Cooking It? Well, the, the whole point is like if you're going really old school, right, you make your own pasta. Right, you put the little flour in the eggs, and you knead it, and you do it. Then you put it through the machine, and at some point, you just cut it whenever you want to cut it. Yeah, does it really matter? <laughs> Apparently, it does. 
And Apparently it does. Mostly to Emily. Yeah, Emily. <laughs> Uh-oh. Emily got upset. Uh-oh. See, what are we it doing is here? National Pepperoni Pizza right Day. Right and here. hold on. As he's right walking here. in here, was that six pizzas? Is, I, I, One, two, two, three, four, five, six. Six, six pizzas maybe. from That's Pizza good. Hut. Why are you putting those next to Slewa and not putting right them next Look to me? Look at the me. delivery. Hey, he got Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. National Pepperoni Pizza Day, right? That's it, what you it, said. It is. It is National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Thanks yep. to our friends from Pizza Hut. You can celebrate National Pepperoni Pizza Day with Pizza Hut. All you have to do is use the promo code ESPNLA5 for $5 off your $30 order at PizzaHut.com or the Pizza seeing. Hut app. Again, that code is Pizza, or excuse me, ESPNLA, the number five, ESPNLA5 for $5 off your $30 order at PizzaHut.com or the Pizza Hut app. And yes, you can hand me that pizza. Yeah, app. we're not seeing that pizza again. Oh, it's that still one hot. is there and it's not it's, coming. Oh, back. and it's the thin crust. This is this is gonna go. Emily, can you talk for like a minute or so, Jorge? Because <laughs> um, I need I need not to even do some like more. a minute or so. Go to twelve. Go to eleven, twelve. That's <laughs> well, pepperoni asking. pizza is one of my favorite pizzas for sure. sure. My go-to. I'm I'm not someone who likes. I'm a pretty simple gal when it comes to my pizza. I don't I like a lot slice. of um, you know a lot of toppings because I think it kind of gets out of like you know the trueness of that pizza, the integrity of the pizza. The the classic mix of ingredients right I, I don't I, I will I love a meat lovers I will have a meat lovers but if I'm gonna go choose my own pizza it's probably gonna be a pepperoni pizza what anchovies about you? or nay um I don't put them on myself but if they're on there and someone else ordered I'd have the pizza you're not gonna pick them off no yeah me neither All right that's a, it's something that kind of grows on this is just this is perfect good thin crispy crust oh no it's perfect pepperoni cheese sauce and yeah, oh, you might have a little you more, traditional more traditional right there traditional one hey a little half and half. Okay. <laughs> a little, little half I'm and half. Happy to negotiate with you. Told you the story when, and it was a Pizza Hut. Okay. That was down the street from us, my apartment at UCSB, and we, we got, we would order. They had like, if you ordered two pizzas, uh, before six o'clock, they were like half price, right? Okay. And so we would get two pizzas, one sausage, one pepperoni every day, and we'd order it there every day for like a couple of weeks to the point where they were just waiting. We didn't even need to call them in anymore. We'd just come home on our way from practice, pull into the lot, grab the pizza. Is it just me off. or pepperoni was like – or not pepperoni. Pizza was the go-to in college. Like it was go-to. and I don't know. It, there's all different types of options. It was our go-to as well at San Diego State, and still I know for a lot of people. Well, there was there's the mix, right? There, you in a college town, you have like the not the chain pizza, right? Mm -hmm. But and then you have the chain pizza, and it was one or the other. And in, in, in Santa Barbara, it was always Pizza Hut. Thank you, Pizza. This is pretty good. Thank you, Pizza, for yeah, making that happen. I'm assuming this entire thing is for me, Carlo, that I don't have to share this one. I'm gonna. Al and I are gonna mix and match a little yeah. bit along the way. I will take those napkins. Your Thank you. Right there, We're partners. <laughs> Travis We're partners. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why not? Why not? All right. So, when it comes to no more spaghetti talk. I, I, well, I mean, if we, we we cracked the code. We figured Hold out on. how to do. It. Hold on, the birthday oh, boys. Hey, hey, happy belated. Would you like a slice of pizza, Chris? Right. Okay, I, I did not think. Are you a thin guy or a traditional guy? I did not know how Morales. I think technically, would I'm look. husky. How your, Morales your would look preference. the day after? Oh. <laughs> Chris, you look good. You yeah. don't look like it was your birthday yesterday, and God knows what time you went to bed and everything else that you did. I went to bed for a little bit, and then and then you were then back, I was back up back. up for a little bit, then I went back to sleep. You know what I mean? Sure. Up, up. <laughs> sure. What? <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard it right. How you feeling? <laughs> I feel beautiful. Yeah. It was a beautiful day. I don't know if you saw, but Cappy ended up surprising me. Bringing the pizzas. Yep. Yeah. And there was so much pizza. And now there's more pizza. Our friends at Pizza Hut, of course. Get in here. Nobody out pizzas pizza. the hut. 
I might go. Th- you got thin over there. I do. I, the thin crispy crust from Pizza Hut is a quality item. It's a beautiful item. Yeah. Let me have a slice of this. But first, I want to do something. This just came down from the network. And I almost, I literally had the checkout ready for my birthday to buy a new mattress for my office bed. Because mm. I nap a lot in the office, as we know. I don't go down the hall to the bedroom because that could be an eight-hour nap. Sure. We don't want that. Sure. That's not a nap when you hit the eight-hour No, I know. Point. So I love Casper mattresses. Okay. And my goal today mm-hmm. is to find out who else wants a Casper mattress. And look at Travis. Oh, you too? Well, I, here's my question. So you're giving away? No. We're, we're seeing who else would want okay. to be involved with a Casper uh, mattress campaign on our radio station. Yeah. I have mentioned previously that I would love to be involved in a Casper mattress campaign. And now that it's right there at the doorstep, I would like to raise my hand yet again and be involved because I've been in the a... market for a while. I've heard good, great things. So I would be very excited to be a part of that. Now, Cal producer King. Jorge raised his hand. Yeah, I need a Cal King. For your oh, yeah. for your home or for the safe my, house? For my home. Because the mattress you had at the safe house, that one's not bad. No, my, uh, for my home. My mattress, Cal King. Okay. Because uh, Brenda's pregnant and, you know, Correct. they want to have, you know, the right mattress for her Correct. because she needs to back. have support. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I, I, I don't know how many, um, I don't know what, what the take is, but- they seem very passionate about it. Of course, I would love one as well. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Monday, a step Tuesday, back. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, you share the mattress. Sunday. We'll we'll rotate it every. What third size day. Is a Casper mattress would you want? What size do you have currently with Lady Slee? Uh queen, queen. Yeah, I feel like Slee, you're at a point in your career where you go king. It's just so much mattress. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, that I, way, I think I've I've got used to. But there's nice separation. That part's true. I enjoy the separation. Yeah. No matter what, she's gonna come my way. I mean, there's always <laughs> oh, really? gonna be like. Oh wow! Sixty-four percent of the bed <laughs> unused. It's too bad you don't let us follow her on Instagram because I'd love to clip that and, and post it. But sure. it doesn't matter; she sure. would never see it. <laughs> you keep her away. I'm a Cal King man myself. Well, that's not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> not a surprise. As a as a larger guy, I need room to kind of spread out. You got to navigate. Awesome. It'd be awesome if you had two twins. <laughs> like two I love twins. Lucy. <laughs> and they, they move them. Listen, are we going to move them together tonight? <laughs> Is it a special occasion? Is it Saturday night and how much wine was there? Jav, you end up in the middle, just wedged. Now you're completely in between the mattresses. They've separated. So we have a Cal King in our bedroom, and I take up, like if Lady Sleeve would say, take 64% of yours, I'm more like 80. You take it up? Yeah, and Susan is on the very far edge of the bed. So Susan and and I are similar. So you could drop me in the middle of the bed, and I will find my way to the very specific, let's see, I'm trying to think, the left edge, always. I'm a left, left edge. edge guy. She is half of her body is almost hanging off the bed. Similar, similar. What, what is that? Just know. where it ends up. It just it's it just happens. Just and as I've gotten more up. North American cut over the years, yes. I have to put a pillow between the knees to balance the hips back, or else I'll be in great pain in the morning. I don't know if that makes me feel better. Or I do the same thing. I think at this age I, that I, I listen, I, guys. I'm in my 40s now. This is day one of the four. So oh, no, this different. is day two of the 40th you year. You sound different. I do. You sound more full, incredibly mature. That could be the copious amount of tequila yesterday, by the way. Anyway, how yeah. long have you been doing the pillow? Probably two years. Oh, okay. Like, this I is got a the special one. The oh, special the knee one. one. The special that has knee the one. Dent. It's like a curve, but yeah. a dent. Yeah. Oh, not Harvey dent, but that's a just uh, so you know. People who sleep on the left. Those who sleep on the left believe they are calmer than their partner in a crisis. So and are my more left, confident my left. As you stare general. at the bed, it's to the left. No, no. you got to be sleeping. You're laying oh, down. You're on the left. That's right. Susan. I'm on the right. I'm on the right as well. Yeah. Okay, start over. Okay. okay. 
Those who sleep on the left believe they are calmer than their partner in a crisis and are more confident in general. It's also reported that left side sleepers are believed to have a greater level of job satisfaction than right siders. That's tracking right now. <laughs> How is that connected? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do left siders cut their spaghetti in half? <laughs> <laughs> Who cuts their yeah. spaghetti in half? We're, so maybe you know the answer. We know that you're not supposed to cut your spaghetti in we half. We just don't know why. We just didn't know why that was a thing. Why is that a thing that you shouldn't do? My mom always broke. Always back in the day, break. So now we just leave it. So it more go. Sicilian style Italians. Mm-hmm. You when you're having lingu- anything like a spaghetti or linguine. I was grew up where there was a spoon on the side. Yep. You rolled it up. Then I was with Northern Italy people from Italy, and they looked at me like, "What are you doing?" And <laughs> that was Buca. No, no. <laughs> Buca's a great place, actually. Honestly, no, it's not bad. You get a lot of breadsticks. <laughs> no, breadsticks? you're thinking That's of Olive Garden, <laughs> endless basket. Here, eat as much bland bread. By the as way, like. I also, as somebody who makes my own gravy, who's very critical, Olive Garden. It's not homemade, like it's not amazing, but it's very good for what it is. When you hear your family, yeah. So what are they in the north? You didn't. Get, you didn't... The north looked at me like you're putting a spoon with your spoon. What are you doing? Ah. They were like, oh my god, that's the that's the divide. Then you got the northern, you got they the southern. They don't break it, right? They definitely don't cut it. Well, the, and you're not supposed to break it when you cook it. Right. That is absolutely not supposed to happen. So reading, we also used Google for this as well, just like we did for the people who sleep on the left-hand side. If Google could just figure out a way to talk so we can just have them talk and not... <laughs> anyway, go ahead. They probably can. Um, we have figured the only reason why you don't break it is because it's supposed to wrap around your fork. Yeah. There's no other reason for it. Also, it affects how it holds the gravy or sauce, depending on what you want to say. Also, they don't, the North does not like... The the gravy comment. The gravy is a southern thing. It's a very southern American mafia thing. Like it's not. It's That's not what a. They call the Sopranos. It's good gravy tonight, Tone. Uh, but remember when, when what's his name asked for the is the gravy tone? good tonight and he dipped in <laughs> Phil's plate. Yeah. Then they shot his eye out. <laughs> you don't touch another man's plate. Not as gravy. Hey, you sleep with his, the fish. Leave his gravy. Especially out. if he's connected. <laughs> Anything else? I, I have. A I'm I'm very impressed. You. I here, here and looks like nothing you happened sleep yesterday. A ton, so I'm not surprised that you were here. But I got here about 7:15 this morning, and you were bright eyed and ready to go in the middle of your work day. And well, not, then not I had to go back to the work. hotel to get my stuff and shower and stuff. Can you take another bite? But right in front of the mic. There? <laughs> you want that? You want the that crisp? Chris crunchy. was bro. That sounds like a that look, doesn't bait. even sound real. Yeah, it's pretty crispy. I don't know if we need Damn. the chewing. But right, I did right. like the bite. The chewing's a step too far. I'm sorry, you directed me to do something. I did it. <laughs> no, the that, bite. About that crisp? Pretty good. Oh, Pretty the crispy, good. the thin crispy from pizza? Damn. Oh, beautiful. When, when, uh, when should I expect my Casper mattress? We're working on it. Okay. Yeah. Good. When, How when many is. times is he going to bother me about this? <laughs> oh, so we get it. <laughs> so we get you, well, you This, no, this is going to be the door. worst. The worst is going to be Jorge is going to one time in the morning say, oh, man, I slept so good. You're going to be like, why? Because <laughs> <Yeah, it laughs> we got a mattress. I'm going to drive over and I'm going to pick it up. The voice of the Rams, J.B. Long, is going to join us next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, the Rams are 1-1 one one through their first two games of the season, and I think a surprising 1-1, one one, not just with the record, but the way that they've looked yeah. and how good that yeah. they've looked through the first couple of weeks, as he does each and every week. The voice of the Rams, J.B. Long, and joining us right now. J.B., how are you feeling this morning? I'm doing great, Travis and Slee. Thank you for the invitation. As always, hope you're having a good show. Uh, well, we just got a bunch of pizzas yeah, delivered. We, JB, we're in a good spot. We're two There's slices of pizza in, so uh, we're doing great here. Uh, JB, we might maybe by one fifteen fall asleep, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with it. It's National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Slinging slices in the 11 a.m. hour. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> next look. week, can we do in person, please? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Come on in. There, there, there's a national day all the time. Okay. I want to start right here because I heard what Sean McVay said about it, and I still don't quite understand it or, or, or buy it. Why did they kick the field goal at the end of the game? What was, what was I, the purpose of that? I think the whole plan was get in field goal range, kick the field goal, kick an onside, and hope to get lucky. Mm. And I just think the time expired on them. Uh, definitely had no concept of the Vegas spread. Nothing like that entered. I've even heard proposed that like deep in the tiebreaker scenarios, yeah. you know, margin of victory deficit, whatever comes into play. I can assure you with almost a hundred percent confidence, none of that was what was going on. It was just here's what we envision happening to give ourselves a chance in a last-ditch effort, and the clock ran out on them. JB, I, I played this scenario out before the game against the Niners with DeMarco Farr last week. I, I asked him that, is there a way you can walk away from this game where you lose to the 49ers, but it's a one-score game, you're in it the entire time, and I know you know nobody's trying to find moral victories, but from your perspective, um, how did you feel by the time the game was done against the 49ers? Did, did, you, did something change for you? Did you look at the Rams more positive, negatively? How, how did you look at them? Sweet, it's very prescient of you. I definitely need to know what you and DeMarco are forecasting for Monday Night Football before we step <laughs> into that booth. Very yeah. informative. Look, I, I think you can talk out both sides of your mouth here, and, and I do it better than anyone, believe me. On one hand, I think when asked this summer, like how do you measure success for the 2023 Rams? The answer was as basic as sweep San Francisco. That's not on the table anymore. That's disappointing. On the other hand, I think you could just as easily say that the measuring stick for the 2023 Los Angeles Rams is not how they do against one of, if not the best teams in the NFC. Because from a roster construction standpoint, that's not the tier that they're on, at least not yet. Maybe by the end of this season, but in September, we said it last week, if you were to play this game on paper, it doesn't favor the Rams. But there's a path to growth where Week 18 might matter and that rematch in Santa Clara might matter. And I do think the underlying metrics and the way they competed and performed last Sunday gives them a chance to stay on that course. What is it, 15 more games 
like their first two efforts, mm-hmm. and I do think they will be playing beyond the regular season. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I said as much on Monday morning, JB, when after seeing the first two games, I, I did not think this before the season had started, but having seen two games, I truly believe that they're a playoff team right now. When, when, when do you feel comfortable, not necessarily just specifically the Rams, but generally speaking, when you watch other teams around the league, like, okay, I know that is a good team, that is a bad team, that team's off to a good start, but not very good. When can you feel like you have a pretty good grasp on who's good and who's not? I think the midway point, if we're being objective, but like even Seattle, who I had severe questions about leaving the Pacific Northwest in week one, showed me a lot mm-hmm. going to Detroit and beating the Lions at their place with the Lions having all that extra time to rest. Um, and that's a little bit what concerns me about going to face the Bengals at 0-2. This is kind of the rope-a-dope that Zach Taylor and Cincinnati had done the last couple of years where they get out of the gate slow, rip off 10 wins in a row. Next thing you know, they're in the AFC Championship game. I don't like facing desperate cornered animals. And to me, that's what the Cincinnati Bengals are playing Monday night football on their home field at 0-2. So if you were to look at metrics, they're not performing well. We don't even know if Burrow's going to be the quarterback Mm -hmm. on Monday night. And yet you can't rush to judgment against a roster that still looks much the way it did, what, almost 600 days ago in Super Bowl 56. J.B. Long taking some time to join us here on the Travis and Sleba show um, JB, we, we've had a little bit of the conversation. You know, the Rams in the past have been so aggressive at trying to acquire players when they feel like, hey, it's all in. We got a chance. I, I know we're only two games in, so I'm, I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. But I'm talking more in regards to um, if if six weeks in, the Rams are sitting four and two or six weeks in, they're sitting three and three. Just as we get a little bit further down the road, as far as this season goes, you think this Rams team, how much do you think that front office looks at this and says, hey, this is a real opportunity, let's strike wide arms out. We're not that far away from some of the other teams. How would you look at it from that perspective? I think it's a very insightful question. As long as you have Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, and Sean McVay, I think you would be remiss not to explore your midseason options. Now, it takes two to tango, and I don't know what the landscape is going to look like at the bye week, both in terms of other franchises and what they are willing to transact, but also in terms of how much the Rams can tread water, because I do think there are wins to be had in the second half of this schedule, but part of why the front end was so daunting is not because the Rams are just young and inexperienced, but they have so many playoff teams. And so their record as you get into end of October, early November, that trade deadline, which almost coincides with their buy slee, like those back-to-back trips at Dallas, at Green Bay, they can really influence your thinking about your own franchise and the course that you take from here. But, but to summarize your question, I think that what you're asking is if the Rams do continue to overachieve, is there a scenario where they aren't drafting in the first round next spring because they played that card sooner rather than later? I hope so. For their sake, I hope that's on the table. That would be interesting because it's been such a long time, what, since Jared Goff, since they've made a pick in the first round, that to get right on the cusp of getting a chance to do it again, and then maybe the, the landscape changes so dramatically in, in half of a season that you decide, you know what, I remember Leslie telling us, JB, uh, on, on Alan and mine's show, that you know you got to know when your window's open, and maybe all of a sudden it's open when you didn't think it is, and you, you spend a little more of that draft capital, even if you weren't planning on it, even just a few weeks ago. I think that's right. If there's a corner out there like a Jalen Ramsey, if there's an edge rusher out there like a Von Miller, and I'm not saying there's going to be, but if you think you're that close to stepping into the upper tier of the NFC and giving your roster a chance in January, why wouldn't you? 
Um, one, because that's the model that's been proven. Now they've been priced out of the market a little bit because other teams have imitated them recently. Mm-hmm. But again, if, if someone is willing to come to the bargaining table, again, we're putting the cart so far ahead of the horse, but if you're 500 or plus one going towards the bye week and the trade deadline, yeah, why wouldn't you think that this front office, based on their track record, would explore every potential option to give McVeigh, Stafford, Cup, Donald another shot in their prime? All right, Jimmy, very quickly, what is your astrological sign? I think I am a Aries, Aries. Pisces. What's March? March, Emily. What's your birth date? Can I, can I say that? Do you want my okay. social security number two? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I'll social, give you the Aries. no, but I'll your driver's Aries. license and your home <laughs> address Mother's and your last mailing name. <laughs> Emily, it's early March. Okay, early March. Okay, March, so yeah. that will be in Aries, I believe. So I'm going to give you okay. what the Aries characteristics are, okay? So they're fiery. They're passionate. They're domineering. They're determined. They're confident. They're initiators, and they're courageous. Do you think that you kind of match up with that? Oh, my goodness. Is my wife listening, or did she put you up to this? <laughs> we yeah, went, we went through everybody's horoscope so far, and I, I think we're trying to figure out, are these things accurate we're, at all, or are they not? They're so far so good. We're batting like 80% so yeah. far. We're trying to take a, a, a larger sample. Uh, I, if I'm being honest, probably the truth is closer to home than I would like to admit, uh, including like in the domineering department. So. <laughs> well, you don't have to take them all. You can, you can take the ones you Pick like. And choose. That's fine. Yeah, I think about 80% hits home. <laughs> okay. J- JB, do you break your, when cooking pasta, do you break your spaghetti? Do you break your pasta or you just put the whole thing in when the water's boiling? I put the whole thing in and I take it out early. I'm an al dente guy almost as much as I am a pepperoni pizza guy. You're getting a standing ovation in the room, JB. That's that's good news. One more before we let you go. Uh, Two weeks, so it is what it is. You know, Puka Nakua, is he as good as we all hope he is? Because it sure looks like it through two games. Uh, I think it's hard to argue with, and especially because I don't think this is fool's gold. Yeah, are they targeting him earlier in progressions um, and force-feeding him because of some of the game circumstances and the lack of Cooper Cup? Yes. Is he going to set the NFL record uh, for receptions or yardage? Probably not. Will he come back to earth? Yeah. But can he be more of an asset, more of a weapon than you would have expected given his draft stock? Absolutely. I, I think they've really found something in this young man. And I also think the way he compliments Tutu Atwell and Cooper Cup is going to be something to behold. How about the fact that the Rams are one of the best, most efficient offensive teams in the league so far? Wow. And forget not having 10 in Royal and Seoul. They haven't thrown a touchdown. Matthew Stafford hasn't thrown a touchdown to a tight end or a wide receiver yet. Mm-hmm. It's going to get better, I promise you. J.B. Long, the voice of the Rams, he'll be on the call Monday Night Football coming up uh, this weekend, or I guess the Monday after this weekend. Always a pleasure, J.B. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, J.B. Nakua Matata, guys. No worries. (laughs) You got it. Thursday Night Football has a new home, and it is the 909 Sports Bar at Yamava Resort and Casino. Join producer Lindsey Baseball and the 710 Fun and Games Department every Thursday night for a party, party, oh, party. And Lindsey will be giving away $1,000 every Thursday night. You heard me right. A thousand bucks every Thursday night. Tomorrow night, four to seven at the 909 Sports Bar. Win cash. Watch football with producer Lindsay. Okay, I have upset the astrology department. I got it wrong. He's not Aries. If he's early March, he's a Pisces. Uh oh. Okay. Right, calm back. So, That's t- it. Tell me calm what Pisces back. is. <laughs> I'll tell you if call it's it right back right so now. So Pisces now. Okay, again, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aries and Pisces. Uh, Pisces are highly creative and imaginative. Um, they are compassionate and loving. Uh, emotional sensitivity is a, a factor is high. 
and they are in tune with others and uh, also are vulnerable to criticism. Okay. I can, I can see the, JB The that. heart piece that she kept talking about, I'm like, yeah, that's JB. He sounded more like the other one. <laughs> like the one that he's not. Right? <laughs> the, the one that we got My wrong. My favorite with all these, you can twist them all to yeah, apply take, to Take what you like. Anybody. There's good and there's bad. Like. Absolutely. Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So, yes, uh, Laura also uh, gave her opinions about our uh, Chinese uh, yes. uh, New Year symbol. What's it called? Is our, our Chinese horoscope. But mine is a rat. So that's my year that I was born. Okay. Tiger. And apparently, yeah, he, you're, you're a tiger. So apparently from Laura, she it's said that- It's by the that, year, not by the, the month, right? Yeah, it's so by the year that yeah. you're born. So I'm, uh, I have a busy mind. I'm always yes. starting things and multitasking yes. and very resourceful. So I yes. think those are all pretty accurate I think in mind. that's so, spot on. Uh, in the break, I'll get your eyes' years, and then we can figure out what your uh, Chinese New Year symbol is. 1994. <laughs> 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 All right. So, are you guys aware of the Princess Diana revenge dress? You guys I'm know not. about that story? Oh, the black no. one. Yes, the black dress, right? Okay, so I'll explain yes. it to you. So, um, she was in the midst of a separation with Prince Charles, and there was going to be a airing of a special in England this night. And so she knew about ahead of time that there's going to be a special kind of exposing their relationship. And maybe it was like, I don't know the details. So something like about, Charles was going to say something about Diana. So she was like, I have a reception that I'm going to go to. I'm going to wear the most beautiful dress in the world. And she looked and great. And she looked great in it. Yeah. So okay. it's called the revenge dress. It's this it. black dress. So uh, do you guys know who Sophie Turner is? So Sophie Turner is was in the Game of Thrones. She played a character in Game of Thrones, and she was married to Joe Jonas. They recently are now separated. And so jo- uh, Sophie Turner, and also Taylor Swift, is a former ex-girlfriend <laughs> of Joe Jonas. And Sophie Turner now is obviously um, separated from Joe Jonas. They got dinner last night. They looked great last night going to dinner. And they were like arm-in-arm arm leaving this restaurant together. Sure. Again, two girls that are now exes of Joe Jonas. So it got me thinking. There is a good way to get revenge. So there's the revenge dress. There's the revenge dinner. There's a good way to get revenge against someone else. Travis, factor cap. Fact. And I think the best way to do it is not necessarily having something bad happen to whoever you're beefing with. It's by living your best life. Yes, and having, I'm doing great. And having them know that you're living your best life and having them know that they're better off without whatever it is that you are bringing to the table. That's how you do it. It's not hoping that somebody else, I don't know, loses their job or whatever. Yeah. You know, that you, yeah. It's I something broke my way. Something mm-hmm. is happening great in my life. You get in better shape. You look like you're happier. You're doing all sorts of things that you never got to do before the other person. That's how you do it. Al? Fact, but I'm going to add one piece to that, what he just said. I think it's the, whether they know or not, let it be. That you're also not worried about making sure that they know you're, you're doing what you're doing. not even thinking about them. Just literally do your own thing. They're not getting any rent space in your head, any of that stuff. And if they find out, that's just icing on the cake there. That, that <laughs> you, well, out. okay, I want to. You want them to find out, but you can't be the one yeah, to tell I, them. I have nothing <laughs> yeah. to do with it. Right? It just it came to back like one to one of their me. friends yes. that finds out that you're. Hey, a I kid. ran into Al. Man, he looked great. Oh, did he? Yeah, all right. <laughs> one of those. Jorge, uh, I'm gonna go cap on this one. I don't talk to anybody after whatever happens. I just, like Al said, I just move on, continue doing my thing. I don't give them that space, that time. I don't worry about that. I just focus on me. Keep moving forward, and if I run into them, great. If I don't, eh, life continues. You know what I'm saying? 
All right. So there was a viral video of some girls. Uh, they're all sisters in this family. And it's very cute because you could see all the dynamics between these sisters. So there's one little it's girl, uh, older girl. She does this get ready with me to the camera. And then her little sisters run in and it's like, oh, can I borrow scissors? And then little sisters come back in and sister's hair is cut and her bangs are cut and they look really bad but then older sisters take care of it mom comes into the room and like what are you guys doing in there nothing it's <laughs> it's an amazing video if you haven't seen it yet so my question is you would let someone in your family cut your hair uh or again when you had hair they would cut it for you Whoa. <laughs> Al? Wow, look at me on that one you, know, you still got hair <laughs> not, not really he still has hair um fact and i'll tell you why it's fact because when we were growing up as kids, our mom, my mom did not take me to a bar or anything like that. She would do whatever the hell she was doing, and I'd look in the mirror and have no choice, and I would go about my way. So I didn't have a choice, so I go fact because it literally happened when we were a kid growing up. Trev? So I don't know if women have this issue. So you know like when you get a haircut and the, your neckline is nice and clean on guys? Yeah. And then after you know a few weeks or a month, it starts to You don't to need grow. a haircut, but, but you, you need, need to your clean neck up. cleaned yeah, up sides. on the back, right? That feels weird. I'm assuming it, it, it's just—it's ugly. It looks it's like, like a baby beard hair that has been yeah, untrimmed. Yeah, exactly. It's just—it's just unattractive, right? So every—I don't know—it's called every month. If I haven't had a haircut, I'd like to clean that stuff up. Well, one time Susan wasn't there to do it. I had Kelly do it, and I looked like I'd gotten my head stuck on a lawnmower. It was <laughs> she went off, higher. She went way high. So yeah. all of a sudden, I have this incredibly exposed piece of super white skin awesome, on the man. back of my That's head. That's awesome. It looked like I had just had brain surgery. It looked awful. So having gone, having done it, my answer is cap. I'll never do it again. And it's also, I guess, it was it was not enough hair that you want to get a full haircut. It right. just was the small right. amount. That that piece of that video is adorable. Yes, and it is the most accurate thing I've seen of sibling interaction mm -hmm. that I've ever seen. Online. I gotta it's see terrific. it. I haven't seen it. It's terrific. Jorge? Yeah, one of my boys uh, who used to work with me at Denny's a while back, uh, he recently opened his barbershop and while he was going to school and stuff like that, he was like, hey man, pandemic, the pandemic time was like, hey man, you want to come to my garage? I need to practice, man. So when this thing takes, the, it opens up, I can go so you'll and be get ready. my barber. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then he, sure enough, I would let people like that, like who's learning how to cut hair, him and a couple of his buddies, I was like the guy, like, yeah, hey, yeah. You were the guinea pig? I, I was the guinea pig, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I've let people come in here before. Would yeah. you let one of your sisters cut your no, hair in? Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. But I, I'm because not... they might blow it or because they purposely blow I it? I think it's because they might blow it. Only yeah. because I think that I think my sister, my sister Sarah actually does cut her own hair and does her own hair dye and stuff like that. If I was going to let anybody, I would probably let Sarah. But even so, I will just wait and get it done by a professional because there are so many easy ways to mess up hair for women because it's so long and then it takes so long to grow back. We care a lot about our hair. So I just texted Kelly while we were yeah. having this conversation because she, she knew she'd blown it and she sent me and she took a picture of it and I oh just said, goodness. send it to me. So I, I have it. You ready? Ugh. Oh, oh wow. yes, you're way high. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'll post this. I'll, I'll put that's this perfect. up on Twitter. It is yeah. so bad. It Oof. is so bad. Yeah. So that's why the answer is no. All right. So my uh, so my friends are coming to town, <laughs> and they'll be here for three months because um, well, because my not with me, not staying oh, with okay. me. They have their own place because um, my friend Morgan is a uh, traveling nurse. She travels around different places where there's need and she stays there for three months. And then her husband comes along with her. And then, uh, so the two of them are in town. I got dinner with them last night. It was great. But 
they like the idea of not being committed to one place, to kind of moving around every three months or so, seeing a lot of the country, seeing a lot of these different cities, and also like not being here for a week, but like being there for like three months. You get to know the town. Yeah, know the town a little bit. So you would like the idea of moving someplace new every three months. Jorge, fact or cap? Uh, Fact. Uh, Again, you keep the same job. Everything's the same. It's just that you live in a different place every three months. Fact. When I was working TV, we would travel different places. We would stay in different areas for two weeks or whatever for a week. Uh, And then once, you know, uh, Brenda got pregnant or whatever, like your mindset changes. Because now you have to find something within. You have to be available for whatever. So, like, I loved it when I was, uh, you know, doing my TV days and stuff like that. And But, yeah, fact, I would like to do that. Trav? I, I, I'm Cap, but I'm Cap as Travis, 51-year-old guy. Travis, 21-year-old guy, for sure. That would be awesome to bounce around like that, to go see, you know, go live in Chicago for a few months. And have a stable Portland, job. You're not, like, yeah. yeah. And, and try a small town. Yeah. Like, go go and see what it's like to live in a place that has a population, I don't know, 2,500 people or whatever. Go, go live to, with Taylor. Go, to, go live with Taylor in in. Eagle Grove, Eagle Elk Grove, something Grove, Iowa, right? Go to a place like that. Go to New York City. Go to Miami. Go try all of these different places. As an old guy, I like where I live. I like the routines that I have. I like your moat. I like my moat. I like my my restaurants that I know which ones to go to. I like where I am. Al? Fact. Love the concept. Uh, a lot of people that obviously over during uh, COVID when they could start working from home. Now, all of a sudden, they're living in different parts of the country. Every three months is a lot. I mean, that is definitely aggressive. But the concept of just being somewhere else, learning, meeting new people, the culture, if it's any different at all, all that stuff. You, like. Then you don't have roots, though. That's the only issue. It's like if you're there for three months, it's really hard for you to make friends that are like long lasting because it's either the friends that are also doing the same thing with you or you kind of have uh, you know people here and there. You are a really unique person in your ability to go into a new place and make friends very quickly. It's like, really hard. I, I know it is, but you're willing to do it. And, and like, I could live in a place for three months and make zero friends. I could live in a place for three years and not make any friends. Like, I, I have to be forced into situations. The only friends I've made as an adult are through working my kids. That's it. None other. It just doesn't really happen. So that what you're talking about is very specific people that have that skill. I wish I did, and I don't. Small towns like Hebronville, Texas. I went to this town called Hebronville, Texas. I looked it up. 4,500 people lived yeah. there. Wow. And the person we were working with, her dad ran the high school. He was the principal of the high school. Her mom ran the uh, elementary school for that small town. No kidding. Did you like it? <laughs> it was cool. Like yeah. it was like they have one like Starbucks. Like cool for a while or cool for It was for, cool like, for I like the three days shot. we were there. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. that's it. Like right? that. I think that's it. Uh, Blake Snell nearly threw a no hitter last night, which would have given the Padres something cool, but eh, no, nah, we're not going to do that either. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When I went to that show, that's the Talib Kweli that I was talking about when I went. Saw oh, a couple that weeks random, ago. That's right. That what, random night. So, uh, Solana Beach. Solana Beach. So Laura and I, when uh, we were in college, uh, we went to this place called Bubblegum. They used to have like hip hop Thursdays at this place in Hollywood called Bubblegum. Uh, and you know, what was that rapper's name? Estelle. Estelle. Okay. Her, Talib Kweli, and I forget who else. They showed up, did a live performance, and then they were mingling around the people in the bar. It was dope. It was a dope, dope event, man. I was back Yeah, you dropped most of death earlier. Now you're doing yeah. a little quality here. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Why were we talking? They just was it with just kind of that weird stuff in the universe moment that we were having that you see something you haven't thought of and then boom, there it is. Yeah, it was. It initially started with an Ask Slee question about your favorite hip hop artist, and then that night 
was that's what it was that night it happened where i went to the show but then i was gone you know for a week and a half i was on vacation we came back and i told that's the story. what it was that's yeah. what it was it is also the new fall season on 710 and be sure to start tomorrow morning with espn radio's new morning show unsportsmanlike with evan canty and michelle tomorrow morning 6 to 10 on la's mega sports station 710 espn you know what i like about that show is that Evan brings up Taylor Swift a lot too. So it makes me really happy. I think me and Evan get along okay, really well. We already got our, that's like 14 mentions. <laughs> it all today. counts the same. It's like, it's a W is a W, today is a counted. Yeah, win by one run, win by 10. It's, so it's one win, right? Um, can I ask you something? Sure. Are you getting a little sensitive to it? Because you, you, instead of just offering the information, you offer the information and then very quickly get defensive about it. Well, yes, because people get, get mad at me about it on, online. But okay, yeah, like, again, you, you, I know who fan. cares. You're a fan. You like Taylor Swift. That's yes. all right. But some of the stuff that she's been doing lately, I'm just like, this is a little crazy. Did you crack her whatever? I didn't code crack the code. I didn't even try to crack the code. And, you, I, I read uh, yeah. it, Slee. She explained it to me. I still have no idea what it is. <laughs> I, I, I was still on the right when it came up. <laughs> I cracked it. I'm still struggling because it's like, it's, yeah. But the new Vault tracks are out, and Vault tracks sure. are unreleased music that's going to come out on the album. Anyway, I'm going to be excited about it in a month. <laughs> but just make sure that in a month we'll be at like 39? Yes. <laughs> Something yeah. like that? Well, then you got to, again, like, like Lance Lynn said, if it's over 30, it might would, as well go to 50. Yeah, exactly. Don't give him any ideas. He gave up a couple more the other day. He, he gives up quite a few, Slee. Just don't do it in the playoffs. Well, well he's going to. It's just a matter of who's how on many? base and, and how, how many, many right? Yeah. It's okay. You give up one every third inning. That's two runs through six innings. That's not so bad. Give up solo shots. Y'all right? That. If you give up one every inning and you walked the guy before him each time, now we're down you know, six to nothing in the second inning. That's a, that's a problem. Uh, Blake Snell was great last night. Blake Snell is going to almost certainly win the National League Cy Young. He's, it's so weird. You said it. The Padres pitching staff has been excellent this season. Blake Snell is having a career year, potentially, or at least one, one of, of the best years yeah. of his career. He's probably going to win the National League Cy Young Award. And the Padres finally decided to play a little bit better. They won six in a row, season high. They nearly played had a, no a lot hitter. of bad teams, by the way. A's, but, Rockies. But so what, mm -hmm. right? You got to you got to win the games, and that's not anything that they were doing. They, the A's beat uh, the Braves two out of three. It's just it, it's baseball. But that now is the time that they got a little bit hot is funny, and that Blake Snell basically it sounds like kind of took himself out after seven innings, hundred four yeah. pitches, despite having a no hitter. So. I, I, you know, you were talking about this two weeks ago. Who was it from the Giants that was an out away or whatever from a no hitter? Yeah, Logan Webb. Okay, so it's exciting whether you're a fan of that team or not. When someone's on the verge of hitting a no hitter and sure. you could catch it in the last inning or Absolutely. two, you don't have to watch the first six, seven innings. So I'm watching um, watching the game yesterday, and for a team that has had no highlights and it's been so incredibly disappointing and. They're just listen. I, the best way I can describe it, they're a they're a losing team. Like you watch them play, it's losing baseball, and they had high expectations. And you see Snell doing what he's doing. And the reason why Snell is interesting because Snell is going to become an unrestricted free agent end of the season. Padres Highly did not after. Padres did not trade him at the trade deadline. They That's didn't right. trade Hader at the trade deadline. So they kept thinking things are going to turn around. Things are going to turn around. They're going to get nothing for him, but. Snell threw seven, and you know they go to commercial break and they come back, and Snell's in the dugout, and everybody's giving him his love, and there was such like a, you're taking him like out the finality to it, yeah, yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 why is he going? And I and I don't know if that just had more to do with the fact it's like, listen, nothing has gone your way this year. 
maybe you get a no hitter if it doesn't if okay it doesn't mean anything ultimately at the end of, uh, of in the big scheme of things but, but it kind of does but it was kind of like all right can we get they've only done it once yeah. in the franchise history was uh, was uh, Musgrove a couple years ago so it was a little disappointing but I guess he took himself out pitch 104 pitches so what Bob Melvin said was he was pretty realistic he even said to me it's going to be tough for me to finish nine over 100 pitches seven innings pretty good inning it wasn't that tough as the decision he said I get it but. Blake Snell has had a really nice career, but yep. this is something that is pretty special. Clayton Kershaw is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. He's got one. It's not like it happens all the time, right? They're they're incredibly rare. And when you get that close to it, and if he'd thrown 115 or 20 pitches through seven innings, you go, all right, we're, we're, we're not going to get to 150. It's not going to happen. But at 104... Why not pitch till you give up a hit? Why not you pitch until that. somebody gets on base and he has start like two the more starts left the season likely? And they're they're out. I know they're not mathematically out of it, but they're out of it. And just maybe this is your last outing of the year. You th- you do throw 120 pitches and then you call it a night start and move the, on. Start the eighth inning and see what happens. Yeah, you know, seven eight pitches in. Do you have a couple outs? Do you have an out? Did you just let somebody on and you're like, you know what? I know my body. I'm taking myself out. But I'm with you. I, there was it was disappointing. I mean, just simple as that. It was disappointing. And the collective no-hitter is meaningless to me. I, they, those are like uh, three guys combined. I don't care. The, the whole point of a no-hitter is not to not get a hit. It's that one guy yeah. prevented you from getting a hit. That's the exciting so, part. So, I throw a question at your way? With, with Snell, and um, he had just an amazing year. And it's funny. He was, at least last year, in the last couple years you can call it, I would say he's the third best pitcher on the Padres. Darvish took the mound to start the to start the year. Musgrove, who did not start the year because he had injuries, mm-hmm. but last year in the playoffs, I had more confidence in those guys than I did in Blake Snell. And here's Snell that comes out in a contract year. He's 30 years old and has been unbelievable. Terrific. Has been unbelievable. And you know there's going to be obviously a big market for him mm-hmm. this upcoming offseason. You're the Los Angeles Dodgers, and it's it's obviously they need pitching obviously that even guys that are going to come back they're going to be in question marks even if you went out and got Shohei well you can't use his arm for another year he maybe won't be his best for another two years whatever the case is if I throw some numbers your way in years knowing how responsible that the Dodgers have been but also knowing their situation of like we could use some pitching um I got a few scenarios I want to throw your way we, we do when we come back but I'm curious to get your thoughts if the Dodgers would do A, B, or C on a guy like Blake Snell. We'll do that next. Plus, JB said something I think that's very interesting about the the Rams getting involved in the market the closer we get to that trade deadline, something that maybe they had no intention of that's done a complete 180. That's coming up next. Plus, Sleaze, Blake Snell to the Dodgers, which the answer, unless it's for free for one year, might be no. We'll do it next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.